0: As we were mentioning yesterday, last night, and also, can you hear me okay? Is the, it's great. Last night, uh, we're gonna be doing the same practice, the practice of Vipassana, which we'll be going over, but bringing this different frame to it, this frame, this uh, Zen frame. In light of that, I wanna share a little bit of the shift of the frame. You could say in Theravada uh, Buddhism, so the story goes, is you could um, imagine we start over here, right? To your right, way over here. And then we practice, we practice a little bit more, and we practice a little bit more, a little bit more. And then finally, we end up over here where we're free. You know, we have realizations. So you start here, you practice over a long period of time, and then you're over here. One of the radical things that Dogen does is he says, you start here and you practice, and then you end up here, right here, realization. You start here and you practice. Oh, and right here, you have the expression of the realization. So practice and enlightenment or practice and awakening happen right now or practice and realization and the expression of that happen right now. It's not like you start someplace and end up some other place. In Dogen's language, it's just this. And in that moment of just this, all of it occurs. What I want to point out though is is what we're going to invite you to do is what's it like to hold that frame that it's all happening right now yet doing the the same practice, this Vipassana practice that many of you are familiar with. And those of you who are new will be going over the details of that and to get a sense of how that gives a different feeling to practice itself. This has been so important for me because so much of my practice is I feel like I'm over here and I'm just struggling to get over here and I never get there. I'm just kind of bummed out. <laughs> it feels like I'm going a little bit ways, but then it feels like I'm maybe backsliding. And as a result, I'm never really here because I always want to be over there. W- which there's another term for that in Pali, it's called dukkha. <laughs> which means being bummed out. <laughs> so I find this frame opens up something different. And yeah, it's, it's a strange idea that I'm practicing and realizing in this moment. So it takes a kind of trust and just uh, opening to something that might not completely make sense. So that's the invitation. So that's the frame, just this. And the way we'll begin is um and as the mornings go along, we'll be offering more and more practice instructions and they'll they'll build on each other as the days go along. Where we'd like to begin was is to uh and I'll be guiding you in just a few minutes into this is to have some kind of anchor for your meditation. Usually the anchor that's used is the breath. You know, finding a place to where you can easily feel the breathing, just a natural breath. And even better, if you find something pleasant about the breathing, to really savor that, to open to any pleasurable experience of the breathing. Of course, you don't get to choose. Sometimes it's just going to be unpleasant or neither of those, neither pleasant or unpleasant. But if there is something pleasant about it, to really savor it, to make much of it. And then it's just being with the experience of breathing, the immediate experience of it, not thinking about it, but feeling it through the body. For some people, maybe, I don't know, 5% of meditators the breath just doesn't work so well. And I just want to normalize that. Sometimes if we feel like the way we meditate doesn't fit in with the kind of the dominant ways that meditation is is taught, we can feel like we're doing something wrong. And I want to point out, it's not that you're doing something wrong, you just, your system needs something a little bit different than what's commonly talked about, and that's completely okay. So if you find that the breath is problematic, um, it's just a, a, a... there's some kind of glitch around it. Then we invite you to use the activity of hearing as an anchor. Hearing can be so wonderful. And, and sometimes I'll just start with hearing because it gives much more of a sense of surrender of of non-doing. So get a sense of what anchor fits for you and stick with it. The sticking with it is really important. If the breath is problematic, it might be something you you mentioned to either me or, or to Max in your in your discussions, your practice discussions, just so we can help refine that. The purpose of the anchor is something to come back to, something to root your practice in. It can really help stabilize the heart and the mind. And when we talk about the anchor, I want to be clear, the aim of this practice is not how long you can stay with the anchor, Sometimes that's what happens on retreat is that there's this whole project of, if I can stay with the anchor long enough, then that's a good retreat. If I can't, then that's a bad retreat. This is like the dangers of this, this first model I was giving you. You start over here, right? Your your mind can't be with the breath. And then you're hoping that it will stay with the breath all the time. And that's the success, right? And then you travel a little bit on that path. And then you end up way back here on the right. (laughs) Again, that's just a setup. Utilizing the anchor, but then when the mind gets pulled away from the anchor to notice what's going on. Whatever else is going on is just as good as being with the anchor. So notice the kind of projects that your mind might be making about meditation. Noticing that thinking is happening, that your mind's been lost in thought. And Dogen's model is just this. That's a moment of practice. That's a moment of realization. That's even a moment of of expression of realization. Just this. So it might get pulled into another sensation or a thought or emotion. Yeah, noticing that. And then returning, starting to make this relationship with the anchor. And remember, this is a messy process. It's so messy. Like we're going to be up here giving you instructions and then it's going to feel so different in the world of meditation. Like the example I give is, I don't know. Maybe you were better in high school than I was, but I I don't know if you remember this thing called cliff notes, right? There's the novel that you're supposed to read in English and you don't. And then you get the summary in the cliff notes. And then you can act like you read the novel. (laughs) I loved cliff notes. (laughs) We're up here just giving you the cliff notes. There's a whole messy world of meditation. It's so complex that's happening in there. So to remember that there's a kind of messiness to this. So it requires patience and gentleness on your part. And this ties into around the anchor that you're not in control, but you can influence the heart and mind in a certain direction. So we're allowing the heart and mind to settle with the anchor and and at times it's not going to, and that's okay too. But we do want to put forth the effort towards that, but in a relaxed, wise way. So in light of this uh, I'll begin to guide you into our meditation together. So if you haven't already, closing your eyes or looking down towards the ground. And I invite you to begin with simply feeling your body sitting or lying down. And now allowing for a quality of relaxation in the body. Allowing relaxation in the feet and in the legs. allowing the whole hip area to relax. And in particular, you might want to allow the pelvic floor to open and drop downward. allowing the hands to relax, as well as the arms. allowing the entire torso to relax, so the belly, stomach, and chest, and back. Letting the shoulders drop. Letting a quality of ease come into the jaw. and the face muscles to relax. And then letting the eyes rest back into their sockets. And when you allow the eyes to rest back that way, you might feel another flavor of relaxation come into the body. Now beginning to open to some kind of anchor like the feeling of the breathing. opening to the very, very beginning of the in-breath and feeling it all the way to the moment that the in-breath ends. And then that small gap between the in and out-breath. And the very, very beginning of the outbreath, all, the way until it ends. And if you're using the activity of hearing as your anchor, just allowing sounds to come and go, all kinds of sounds, that opening to that activity. When your mind gets lost in thought and you notice that, to pause. Pause and notice what's been going on. Thinking or planning or some emotion. And then returning to an anchor. If you notice anything pleasant in the feeling of the breathing or the activity of hearing, to savor that, to open to it. Maybe allowing it to put a slight smile on your face. Where is your mind right now? Just to notice. Just this. And then if needed, returning to the anchor. So today in your sitting meditation, just an encouragement to continue to cultivate this relationship with, with an anchor, allowing the kind of the system to settle around the experience of an anchor to invite it to be with that. And as I mentioned, you know, when it gets pulled away, just notice that that too is a moment of, can be a moment of meditation, you know, just this, whatever's going on. I'm going to now share just a, a couple of uh, announcements some details about our time together and then we're we're going to uh share a little bit about the the walking meditation. One of the thing that can help you enter into retreat is to set aside uh reading and writing. And I want to be really clear uh what we mean by this um Reading, like if you brought even like a, a, a you know, a, a meditation book or some other book, it can be helpful just to set it aside so that we're taking all of our time on retreat to see what it feels like just to touch our experience as it is. And lots of reading can uh, sometimes just pull us back into the conceptual world. So just an invitation to really set that aside. Um, if you want to read the Genjo Kowan a couple times, go for it. <laughs> mm-hmm. We'll be going over that. Um, And then around writing, uh, there's a flexibility to it. Like if if you want to take notes about the instructions we're giving to you in the morning or during the Dharma talks, or if you want to write down just a couple of notes of things that you want to bring when you meet with us individually, feel free to do that, right? It's one of the things that can help our memory in, in terms of remembering things but to set aside like doing extensive journaling or not to start on the next novel you want to write. So we're setting aside all of those kinds of projects. So even even things that feel more non-conceptual, like doing art, we want to set them aside so we can really start to get a feeling of this practice in particular. Not that there's anything wrong with those things, it's just to allow the retreat to deepen. So just an encouragement, just to keep it simple. In light of that also to, to start to get a feeling sense of every moment of retreat time is a moment that you can engage in the practice. So a continuity of being present or being mindful or said more accurately, this frequency of being present with standing up or sitting down or walking down the stairs or eating a, a, a bite of food. This this continuity of the practice, This all these, these moments, even taking a nap. One other thing, this morning at um, 11 a.m., we're gonna offer uh, for those who need it during the, that walking meditation period, we're gonna be going over posture and a little bit about navigating pain and discomfort. So especially if you're new to retreat or newer to retreat, feel free to come to that. We'll be going over different ways of sitting and things to keep in in mind and again framing it from the zen perspective. And then also some things about navigating pain and discomfort.
1: Yeah. Okay. So I think our as as Brian was saying, our intention for today is to keep it pretty quiet. We're not going to uh, start the practice discussions with the one-on-one practice discussions with the teachers until tomorrow. So it's it's really just an opportunity to um, be with the schedule, get into the rhythm of retreat, and part of that rhythm is the walking practice. You know, you'll notice that it's it's almost there's almost even amount of time between the sitting and walking um, in in our tradition here. And I just wanted to say a little bit about walking meditation, the walking practice. Um, It can be a wonderful, energetic complement to sitting. You know, to get up and move and discover what it is to find stillness within movement, you know, the kind of moving meditation. Um, and I've certainly had the experience of having a sitting be a certain kind of way, you know, maybe strong emotion or strong something. And then going and getting up and, and doing some walking, and then coming back to sit, and it's like, wow, it's totally different. It's like a kind of total reset. So just to um appreciate that kind of flow and rhythm of moving between sitting and walking. And um we, you know, one of the uh you know Brian was talking about this this sense in Dogen of you know, we're already there, we're already here, you know, we're not we're not grasping, we're not trying to get something that we don't already have. And there's a big flavor of the sitting practice, and then if we think about well what would it be like to walk and um, with with the with the understanding that there's nowhere to go <laughs> and that would kind of be a nice picture of our walking practice. we start someplace and then you know find 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 a kind of uh, um, path that's you know 10 steps 20 steps and we we walk and then we stop and then we turn around and then we walk back you know so so we're not we're not um taking a hike so to speak we're we're really just um with this intention of being present for all of the sensations that make up uh this experience called walking, standing and walking. Um, I like to um, in some way imagine or feel that the feet are like sponges, you know, and just with each step, you're absorbing the sensations, You're know, really to be there, to be present in the body. Um, and one of the one of the wonderful aspects of walking meditation is that there it's walking is kind of a bridge between formal meditation and our daily life. Walking is also a bridge between all the different moments in our life, all the different you know things we move between. If we were present and embodied and really there, really open. Um, during all the times we walk in our life, that would be really good, a really good practice. Um, so this is kind of a, you know it, it's a way of of integrating this sense of presence, sense of awareness that we're cultivating um, in sitting meditation to integrate it with our life, um, and it's also a way of um, cultivating the continuity. That that Brian talked about. It's like rather than thinking that meditation ends as soon as we hear the bell, you know, what is it to stay, stay with the body as we stand up, as we move, as we go, you know, go to the bathroom, get a get a drink, go to find our walking space. So um it's a great practice. It's an important part of our practice here. Um, t- just to say something about the the pace of walking. You know, you may s- see sometimes people moving very, very slowly. Um, and that's okay. And if that feels kind of, if that feels good to you, if that feels right, then that's fine. It's it can be lovely to just really stay there and be present for... All of the micro sensations with each step, but I wouldn't. Um, I wouldn't force oneself to go more slowly than what feels natural. You know, I think there's a, there's a sort of natural arc to retreat practice, in that we start to slow down little by little. But um, I would, you know. Ch- I would start with a walking pace that maybe feels a little bit slower than you know walking in a city or something um and then sort of let the pace be organically guided by what by what uh what feels right in, in the in the kind of the level of awareness um and there there may also be times that i know for me if i'm especially sleepy or 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 something I'd like to do some fast walking, you know, and it may, be, it may be nice to take a walking period, even though I just said we're walking back and forth, take a walking period and walk around the perimeter of the property and the trails and just open up to, to what's there. And um, so really use your intuition about the best way for you to use this the, the time for walking practice. Um, yeah, maybe that's, that's, that's enough. For
0: And then this afternoon we're going to be introducing a different style of walking practice too, kind of a different style of, as Max was saying, kind of this this practice of nowhere to go. And it's going to be what time the two two, Two thirty? Yeah, the two thirty walking meditation. We wanted to introduce you to a, a a Zen style of of doing walking meditation, and that's to uh, do a walking meditation together. We're going to be doing is what we'll do is after the, the, let's see, 145 sitting meditation to go down, um, downstairs where the community hall is and to line up just in front of the door that's going outside the front door. And then what we'll do is as a group, we'll do walking meditation, going around the perimeter of the building on the deck kind of in a not super slow, but not super fast and it's it's a chance again just to be mindful of walking but it's to be mindful and to come into the space of also what it's like to walk together it it really is a together practice i remember when i went from zen practice to vipassana practice one of the things that was so jolting is it felt so individual it was just so strange that you'd go and walk by yourself <laughs> Uh, because the, it was, it was so wonderful to have the sense of, I'm being aware of myself, but I'm being aware of myself in the, as, as a, as a group member too. And what does that feel like in the simple activity of walking? So it's this internal mindfulness, but also external mindfulness. Uh, and what we'll do as we're walking around is just an invitation to harmonize with the group. So to be going at the same pace as the group, we will hopefully find a pace that will work for everyone. You know, if it's not working for you, then do let us know because we want to make it, you know, possible for everyone to do it. But to harmonize with the group, what's that like? Notice what that's like to kind of come into the rhythm of, of the group walking, not just our own internal experience and of course it's optional if that's something that you're like wow this is not going to work for me feel free to do walking meditation elsewhere so this is a an optional practice and again we'll be meeting do the 145 sitting meditation go down in the community hall we'll line up and then go outside and do that together and then just a a couple of other announcements it is helpful to uh to be on time for, uh, the, the sitting meditations, um, just so we can come together as a group and it helps the, the, the field to settle together. Also, if you're new to being on a silent retreat, it's, it's helpful to know that when you're walking around kind of the in-between times, you don't have to make eye contact with other people. You know, it's, uh, it, it really this opportunity to let go of that, sometimes this cultural thing of needing to make eye contact. And you can just uh, allow yourself to go inward in terms of that. And if you end up making eye contact with someone, it most likely will not be the end of the world. You never know. But <laughs> it's, one of, it's more of a relief for yourself in, in terms of that, just so you can go uh, inward to know that about when we're, we're milling around next to each other.
1: Well, so we'll have a walking period now, we'll come back for a sit, and then after that sit, at 11, we'll have the we'll talk about posture for whoever wants to stay, and whoever is the practice leader for the next sit, um, you won't need to ring the bell, because we'll be in here for the, for just the next uh, 10, 15 to 11 sit. So, okay. Okay, thank you.